Hello. Hello. I like to sing hello. You do. And nobody really wants to hear me sing. I really want to take voice lessons so I don't offend people as I'm driving in my car in the summertime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, I'm pretty sure when you were in your own car, you can sing as off-key as you want. I do. Right. You know, nobody wants to hear me sing, though. Dogs howl. (laughs) So my daughter um, has a very good voice. Um, In high school, she uh, would sing in voice competitions, things like that. And um, I am tone deaf. Her voice coach was trying to teach me one day, you know, I need her to play this key. And she's singing this key. And I looked at him blankly. And he goes, do you hear the difference? And I said, no. And he looked at my daughter and he goes, I thought you were kidding. And he goes, no, she's really tone deaf. So anyway, though, we'll be in the car and she'll scowl if I sing. She's gotten over it now. She's an adult. But, you know, like, mom, stop singing. Well, we discovered that I can, the song Werewolves of London, I can perfectly howl on key for that song. <laughs> That's your jam. That's my jam. <laughs> And uh, so one day I, you know, uh, and for the song and she says, she looked at me and I thought it was a look of horror. And I said, I know I'm not supposed to sing. And she's like, no, that was on perfect key. Like, great. The one thing I can do is I can howl like a werewolf in perfect pitch. (laughs) We each have our thing. So your hello is your hello. So it is on your key and your pitch, and therefore it is perfect. Yeah, it's not the hello. It is the na 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 or whatever tool song I'm listening to. Like, <laughs> it just, Maynard and I do not sound the same. I'll just leave it at that. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But the good news is about half of the tool songs are not singing anyway. So right. you'd be perfect for half of it. Yeah. Just mouth it. Just mouth it. And it's the it's the instrumental parts. <laughs> See, looking at the bright side. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I was looking for <clears throat> a ringtone for my new phone. And I don't like it ringing when I'm out in public anymore with this heavy metal stuff that I used to. Mm-hmm. So the tool intermission that sounds like a pipe organ, but it's a, t- but it's a tool song, that is my ringtone. I'm like, the people who know it, know it. <laughs> and you'll, you'll have to play it for me. I'm not. It is so awesome. I'm sure I will know exactly what you're talking about when I hear it, but I'm not <laughs> bringing it to mind right off. It's literally called intermission. And it's, I, I, I can't even remember. I'm such a, like all of, I love all of tools so much. Like it's just one big category. So I mix them. So I don't know what album it's on. And I know somebody's out there screaming, it's this. Um, you yeah. know. I have friends that <laughs> will go to concerts and they will tell me, you know, the the bassist starts singing or something and they're like, oh, do you realize he did this and blah, blah, blah. And they have like this whole backstory on the band and like, oh, did you know the drummer had a kid yesterday? And just all this ridiculous stuff, not ridiculous stuff, but in my opinion, unnecessary information. I know I like the band. I paid money to be here. Shh, I'm listening. <laughs> right. I don't need to know what album it came off of. I don't, might not remember the title of the song. I may sing half the words wrong. I don't care. I'm jamming out. 
walking home. I used to know facts and details about the 80s hair metal band. I It was very important to me that John Bon Jovi's birthday was March 2nd, which is my sister's birthday. And I only... And my brother's. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so... I only remembered my sister's birthday because it was also John Bon Jovi's <laughs> birthday. <laughs> All right. We're going to tag my friend Janie in this one. And she'll appreciate the John Bon Jovi um, little factoid in there. This is not anything I planned on talking about. But since you mentioned John Bon Jovi, I think at some point we need to look into his, um, the restaurants that they have. Um, yes oh my god what great work he does right and there are um not free restaurants but you you pay what you can or you work for your supper um mm -hmm. you pay ahead for other people um i think we may need that that needs to be a road trip for sure and, and it's i can't remember what it's called we'll have to look it up something to do with soul soul kitchen soul to soul i don't mm -hmm. know i think it has something to do with soul so we'll have to We'll have to look into that. I want to say he's must be a awesome upstanding guy to be doing this. He's not a celebrity that's been married and divorced. Like he is probably a pretty awesome human being. I've never heard anything to the contrary. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think so as well. Yeah. And you know what I like? He's let his hair go gray. Just all natural. Just do it. Yeah. He's a real dude. He's a real dude. I like it. I like it. Props to John Bon Jovi. Yeah. And Maynard James Keenan. <laughs> so when I went to Sedona, I know that I told you this before, but I think the whole world needs to know that <laughs> when I went to Sedona and listened to Tool music in its home, it felt completely different. And I don't even know, I don't have the words to explain it, but it felt like home and centeredness in a completely different way. And I know that that sounds like woo-woo crazy, and that's probably true because that's me. But to listen to it from the source of whence it came felt different. It was very unexpected for me to feel that. Were you listening to it in the city or like out in in the desert? Where were you listening to it that it felt like it belonged? Um, or just in general? It was always in the car because um, that's where I would listen to music. When I was at the Airbnb, it was really important for me to be in silence. Um, but it was always in the car. And sometimes it was kind of in the middle of nowhere because there's long stretches of desert highway where there's nothing but cactuses and dirt and other cars. That could explain the length of their songs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because you have long expanses to go. So let's have a 17-minute rambling song. Yeah. And to get up to Jerome where the Pussifer store was. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be where he lives and maybe where his vineyard is. But um, it is a hike up this mountain. And it's like a Looney Tune Wiley E. Coyote cartoon for <laughs> sure. Like it's windy. I My nephew went with me. And we were kind of terrified um, driving up there. And the houses are very old looking and some were dilapidated. Um, but it's got to be incredibly hard to get materials up um, the hill to this so. place. Yeah. So, but it was a cool little town. Who would think that Jerome, Arizona has a Pussifer store, but it's there. 
Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> tell, tell them Rose Life sent you. Yes. <laughs> it also has a barber shop and a wine tasting bar in the Recasto. If you know where that term Recasto comes from, I really need you to post it because that was really obscure right there and I'm not going to say any more about it. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus point. <laughs> Hello at Brightside of Crazy or Rose at Brightside of Crazy. Tell her you know what it means. So you had something really crazy cool to talk about. I did. So um, in another episode, we had talked about the Temple of Tolerance. And it sparked a remembrance in me of probably one of my favorite places um, that I've ever been. Um, it's here in Ohio. It's five bucks to get in. You know how I like inexpensive. Um, I've gone many times, taken many people, but for whatever reason, it is one of my absolute favorite places on earth. And it's called Chateau La Roche or Loveland Castle. It's in Loveland, Ohio, near Cincinnati. And this is a true castle. Um, it is not just a house with a to look like a castle. <laughs> But this man was just absolutely incredible. And his name was Harry Andrews. Uh, and he lived to be 91 um, on top of it. But Harry was ob objected to war um, with modern devices. Um, he was originally drafted into World War I. And he was kind of like an, an old soul, if you will. He had no problem with hand-to-hand -hand combat, sword fights, you know, from medieval days. But the shooting people from a distance, um, he just, it didn't sit well with him. So he did his service in um, in the armed forces as a field medic. Mm. And um, so then when he got back to Ohio, um, he well, he was also a religious man. He had um, some, what am I trying to say, a Bible study group and also some Boy Scouts. He was never married. Um, he did have 50 proposals from women over the years, <laughs> right, um, but never married. And so his boys, you know, was was his focus. And so the Boy Scout troops have, you know, different names and things. And of course, these were started like back in the 20s, um, you know, this group. But his were called the Knights of the Golden Trail. And they would get together. And back in again in the 20s, there was a, a newspaper that if you paid for a year subscription up front, they would give you a camping lot um, on, oh, I just forgot which river it is. I think it's Little Miami. We'll have to look it up. Um, but right there on the river. Well, two of his boys' parents did that and gifted it to the Boy Scout troop. Mm. So they started with um, two 20 by 100 foot lots along the river. Um, you and I have gone, it would have been down where the fire pit is, um, down by the river, down by the river. Um, so what they band. do <laughs> in a tent down by the river. So anyway, they would go and they would camp there. And, you know, if you are a camper, you know, there's lots of equipment you take. So they would leave it on their lots. Um, by the river. And unfortunately, every time they would come back, things would be stolen um, in disarray. So they decided to build some stone tents. That's how it started. Well, then he just, you know, decided that these boys are knights. They need a proper castle. Mm. So he proceeded to build a castle by hand, just him, 
and these boys. And um, the castle now sits on 11 lots. Um, you know, they've just acquired more over the years. Um, but this man was a genius. Um, he spent time in castles in Europe during World War One. And so the castle isn't even built in one type of style. It's built in, you know, uh, German, British, different styles to represent where he'd been. And then even the, he has a ballroom in there and it is reminiscent of a ballroom that he used as a field hospital during mm. the war. So he brought that back. But this man, you know, how, what can you, how much can you teach a boy while you're, you know, toiling building this castle and you know he would do things like their the bricks are made you know concrete bricks made by hand and um, stones pulled out of the river again by hand but they would put things like um you know cans inside the concrete to for insulation purposes and um the he donated it on when he died back to the uh, back to the Knights of the Golden Trail. Um, so you, they still are there and you can still go and see, you know, this amazing castle. It's beautiful. And the, and the grounds that he has done. And it just came from him wanting to teach these boys and give them a place to go, give them a purpose. And um, it's just absolutely amazing. He had, um, and I believe there are a few of, he had invented a few things as well. And I don't remember what off the top of my head, but just a crazy, awesome place to go. And every time I'm there, there is just some sort of sense of this is a special place that washes over you. Mm -hmm. um, now it is haunted and there's supposed to be Native American ghosts that um, travel the the grounds as well. Um, because it was built on some Indian trails, um, you know, there by the river, but just a very, just awesome place to go. Crazy, awesome place to go. It is crazy. Awesome. Um, so the bricks were made with the paper milk cartons right. in that shape. And it was just amazing. There's a video to watch, um, there about how he made them. And it, I think it was a PBS special that was done about him. Yeah, there's there was something that I think it was like in the late 70s early 80s. It was very old, but they have videos that play when the the time I took Rose um we stayed, we lingered until literally the very end. We were the last two people there and um if you haven't already gathered, I talked to strangers. And so I asked the man just a simple question about this cool plant and it had, it was an escargot rhododendron and I had just never seen one before. I have a picture we can post later. And so I asked him about it and don't tell on him, but he gave us a clipping. He said, come on, you want a clipping? I never for a second thought, just go snip something off this plant. Um, but then, so he took us back into the dry moat and gave us personal stories about you know, what they do there. And then they invited us to come and help tend the gardens. Mm -hmm. um, it's about an hour, over an hour, close to an hour and a half from our house. So it's not something that we could do on a regular basis, but just, it was just awesome. And had I not asked a simple question of this stranger, um, and you could tell he was so excited to tell mm -hmm. us about it, to share um, what he and the other knights, because he was a knight as well, um, you know, do there and are keeping alive um, you know, for, for the next generation. 
Yeah. This guy had to be a truly amazing human being to want to instill that. These aren't his kids. He had no No. responsibility for them at all. He's just a good guy wanting to do great things and teach them. Like, who would think that putting cans and bricks would be for insulation? But that's some that's like a skill or knowledge to pass on that could be gone in the world. And he wasn't trained to be, you know, an architect or a builder. He was just a smart guy that wanted to get it done. He was just doing it. Following his passion. Right. And, you know, here we are all these years later, still absolutely amazing place that I will go on a regular basis just because I can't get enough of being there. Yeah, the garden was absolutely beautiful. And I maybe it's the love that was put into it. Maybe that's why, you know, I like it so much. You, but you can just tell it's special when you go there. Yeah. You can feel it. Check it out. Check it out. Don't just visit the website. The website is cool and great, but you got to go there. You got to experience it. You got to feel it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they've got all the things that a real castle would have. You know, there's the, you know, that oh, I forget what they're called like kill holes so that, you know, you can stab people with swords as they're coming through the door. And, you know, the the tr- the doors that they have are multi-layers of different grains of wood going different directions so that you can't just chop through it. Um, so it's just all these details that they put into it. I mean, these are boys. You know, you're you're done with scouts when you're 18. They could have given them a cardboard box, you know, and some mm-hmm. tinfoil swords, and I'm sure they would have been just as happy, you know, playing in the woods. But he gave them, you know, a true castle because that's what true knights deserve. And the gift of an imagination and thinking, because who would think about this kill hole? Like, that's kind of scary to even say now. And But in medieval times, that was super important to right. save your life. Absolutely. <laughs> Or to have the panels of the and the wood go in opposite directions. Who thinks of that? Right. So. But yeah. So yeah, I was. I've been thinking about that since since we discussed and went to the Temple of Tolerance and you know something just as grand. Right here. But yeah, right here, uh, by just somebody that wanted to make a difference in in someone else's life. And it's still making an impact today. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I love that place. I'm crazy passionate about that place. And castles in general. Castles in general. Um, I had gone as a child, so that's probably the first castle I had ever gone to. Maybe the reason I'm into castles today. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure, but I remember going, I was maybe 10 Hmm. when I went for the first time. And I've been there at least four times now Mm. over the years and just take new people with me every time I go. I can't imagine as a 10-year-old how magical that would have seemed. It feels magical now, but as a 10-year-old. Oh, it was was immense. And um, I was a little, not fearful, but when I took you there, I didn't know, you know, I know how I feel about the place. But then seeing it again, I hadn't been in probably 10 years at that point. And to see it again, it was still just as magical and still as awe-inspiring all these years later. You know, I'm bigger now and the castle is still big. (laughs) (laughs) It is huge. It is huge. Yeah. So I love it. Yeah. So we have to go on more adventures and see more castles. Absolutely. That are open that we can go into. Yes. And it is still open during COVID. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I checked. They are open during COVID. You have to wear a mask if you're over 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're still doing stuff there. Good for them. Mm-hmm. I probably still need volunteers. I imagine I, those gardens are big and need tending. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Probably at the fall cleanup time. Yeah. Maybe, so, we should, maybe we should get down there. I think so. Yeah. I agree. At least one more time this season. Mm-hmm. So there is a great travel idea for those looking for a fun, inexpensive little thing to do is to go feel love someplace. Yeah. It's a great teaching opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. And you can still, if you're interested, they are still accepting nights. Oh, you wow. Have to, you just, you have to, um, I think their criteria is you have to live by the Ten Commandments. Mm. So I wonder if you could have, I wonder if they have female nights now. I never thought about that. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. We'll have to ask. We'll have to ask. Friends of the nights. <laughs> <laughs> and probably they accept donations too. So I would imagine there that is they're... a donation link right on their right on their website. Yeah. So there is to keep the spirit alive in, of this amazing place. It's really like there is no words to describe the level of detail in this place. Right. It is magnificent. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. So what other what other topics do we have on uh, our agenda today, Rose? So I am all about uh, old horror stories. Um, Ooh, it is the season. It is the season. So a link came up for me today about the Lizzie Borden house for sale. And I was first like, what? The Lizzie Borden house is for sale. Well, it is not where the murders happened. It is where she lived after she was acquitted. I was going to say, I don't know that I would want a house where an axe murderer happened. (laughs) That seems terrifying. That does. Is the house that she lived in, is it something special? It is. It's a bed and breakfast. And so they were remodeling it before COVID and then had to stop. And now it is not operating to its capacity. So they are selling it, which is kind of a heartbreaker because these people probably felt pretty passionate about it like I do. So while it's a bummer, if you have um, $890,000 sitting around and want a bed and be- bed and breakfast in uh, Fall River, <laughs> now is your time. <laughs> um, I am not going to be a, I'm not going to compete for that house. <laughs> you guys going to have that one all to yourself. Not my kind of thing. I really like the history of it. And uh, so uh, paranormal experts have said that there are 50 voices in the house. And I don't know why they were use the word voices and not ghosts. I don't know the difference, maybe. I would think if the voice is there, then the spirit is there. But they said voices, not spirits or ghosts. Um, one of which is Lizzie, but apparently she doesn't talk too much. So... Hmm. She shut her mouth after she was acquitted. That makes sense. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> Once you're acquitted, I start running my mouth. What you going to do now? <laughs> so I would be for it if I had $890,000. I, You know, I probably don't want to live in that cold of a climate, though. So maybe not. Like, that would have to be an investment property that I could go stay at. I feel like maybe we could buy more interest not maybe not more interesting things but 
definitely have more bang for your buck with $890,000 Yeah, for a house that doesn't have a name associated with it. But it's an interesting little house. Um, the other thing that came up today, I am total, like, I don't, I say like a lot and I would really like to stop doing that except for that like was proper use. <laughs> I sound like an 80s valley girl. I guess that's like totally for like, sure. Totally for sure. I say, I say for sure a lot too. So I guess we'll I am an 80s child and I guess that was a clue by talking about John Bon Jovi, huh? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Note to self, we need to pull up the thesaurus. <laughs> Get some synonyms. Hmm. Cinnamon? Um. <laughs> I do have a cinnamon candy in my pocket. <laughs> So Gucci is selling pre-grass-stained overalls, like farmer overalls, for $1,400. What the what? Yeah. Okay, so first of all, Gucci and overalls does not seem to match. And why would you need to pre-grass-stain them? Like $1,400, what you would pay that for something that's already dirty. That doesn't even make sense to me. Right. And I don't know that it's actual grass stains. It's just green. It says that it's made to look like grass stains. So that implies to me that it's green dye. So maybe a side business is to go to a thrift store, <laughs> get a bunch of overalls, take out the labels, put some green dye in a few places and make knockoffs. I don't know. I just think some people don't know what to do with their money. I feel like if you have $1,400 to spend on a pair of overalls, you are not the kind of person that's out there getting dirty anyway. So what in the heck are you doing? That's right. crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of good places where money could go. Absolutely. Yeah. So we could, like, maybe help Flint's water situation. Maybe. <laughs> You know, we're going to take a little detour there. Rose and I went to Michigan, and I don't know why, but the water there in oh. every rest stop we stopped in was brown. <laughs> and the roads. What is with Michigan highways? Oh, my gosh. No, we didn't go all the way through Michigan, but yeah. Ann Arbor in particular was quite bumpy. And the roads sing a different tune there. <laughs> the tires. <laughs> But yes, back to the Flint water system. Sorry. <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. So what else could we do with 14? And so $1,400. I don't know how many they have made, but I imagine that they're going to be at all their stores and online stores. So like how many Gucci stores are there? Last year, they sold pre-dirtied white shoes and they sold out in like a ridiculous amount of time. I... Maybe because we don't have that kind of money. I don't understand spending good money on something that's dirty already. I also don't understand the like pre-ripped jeans and things, you know, either. But pre-dirtied, I don't understand that at all. I can get dirty just walking from my door to the car. And I do that for free. <laughs> and then I get upset about it because I paid $35 for <laughs> that pair of jeans or whatever and then i just spilled something on them yeah maybe we need to work for gucci i know okay nobody steal my idea we're going to do some sort of shirts with spaghetti stains on them pre-spaghetti sta sauce stained shirts <laughs> barbara's million dollar idea don't steal it 
Copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Or coffee stains. Yes. (laughs) Nightgowns with coffee stains. T-shirts with spaghetti sauce stains. There it is. Done. Done. Okay, I'm retired now. Bunny slippers (laughs) with gum stuck on (laughs) them. All for however people got their money, if it's inherited or if they work for it, you know, good for them. At one day, one day I wish to be that rich to think that $1,400 for a pair of overalls is cool. But I feel like that level of excess, I'm hoping that those people are also giving to some charities and doing some good works with the excess that they were I would hope so. Earned. Because how many people could be clothed with $1,400? Yeah. Regular, you know, regular old Levi overalls for, you know, just regular people. Mm-hmm. How many, you could clothe a lot of people that way. And Gucci could do a good business for themselves by saying, if you buy this, we'll give X number to homeless children. Like, to have something else for that excess. You know what I mean? It just feels like greedy and unnecessary to me. It just seems odd. (laughs) It just seems odd. (laughs) It does seem odd. But definitely excessive. Yeah. So that's kind of what's driving me crazy today is the, the disparity, those factions that I was talking about before, like Hunger Games, of how far apart groups of people are and the coming together and help support each other a little bit. And do we really need $1,400 grass-stained overalls? Can't imagine who would need that. Can't imagine. But a $25 spaghetti stained (laughs) t-shirt, I'm for it. (laughs) I have to to look into that. (laughs) Special discounts for our listeners. I haven't made the website yet, so maybe I'll put a store in there. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Maybe for all the crazy stuff we come up with. (laughs) Not to make money off of folks, of course, but just to to share the fun. To share the fun. And as we progress, we are definitely going to be giving to charities and helping people out. So we have a really good idea to come in a future episode um, to help businesses. So keep on listening. Because that's what we're about, is helping people. And right now, COVID has got a lot of people um, down and uncertain about the futures of their businesses that have been around for maybe 100 years or so that really could use some help. So until we get specific information out there, check out your local businesses. Help them out. Yeah. Order some dinner. Order some gifts. The seasons are changing. We're getting closer and closer to gift giving season. Yes. Fall is my favorite. Mine too. <laughs> fall and spring. But I definitely like fall. Yeah. What's your favorite about fall? Um, the weather is cooler. I can drink coffee all day and not look like a crazy person. I don't mind looking like a crazy person, but um, the excuse for coffee is there. Uh, love the I always like being in the the woods and walking through the trees, but just watching the colors change and, you know, it's just the beauty of nature around you. And hearing the crunch as you walk. I really love that crunch of the leaves and the the smell. Yeah, Mm. it is. There is a whole different smell to fall Mm -hmm. for sure. 
I've Ooh. turned you into a belly girl now. You just said for sure. <laughs> Use your prowlers for good, Rose. <laughs> no, I love fall. I do too. I um love the pumpkin soup at this place called Zoop, and they didn't have it last year, and I was very sad. And so yesterday I decided to look at the one closest to me and they had it and I ordered a bowl of it. It was so good. It was just perfect. Yum. We're not going to talk about that for too long because I'm pretty hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that my stomach growling is not loud enough to be picked up by the mic. So then after... The fall season starts as Halloween, which is my favorite, favorite, favorite holiday. And I, I'm i really glad that I don't have children. I'm not taking my grandson trick-or-treating. I think his mom is probably going to do that. But um, I would wear my kids out trick-or-treating. Like, it was more fun for me, I oh, think. Absolutely. I loved it so much. And this year, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, last year, um, my oldest grandchild is five now. So last year when she was four, it was pouring down rain on Halloween. So she didn't get to go trick-or-treating. And that was the first year where she really would get it. You know, be, you know, when they're younger, they don't really get it. Um, so I will, I'm still hoping that we can take her trick-or-treating this year. You know, just have to be a little more careful and a little more cautious. I'm guessing that less people will do it, but I just intend on buying and giving more candy. I'm kind of stingy with the candy giving. <laughs> I'm not the here's a whole handful, but I think this year I'll be a here's a whole handful kind of yeah. kind of house. Um, but then I've, I've also been thinking my house is kind of up on a hill. I'm um, just a little hill. There's like three steps to get up to um, the level my house is on. And then maybe there's some way I can you know, fashion something um, from up top of the hill to, you know, here, stay down there. (laughs) (laughs) We're, uh, here, catch. (laughs) There was on the news, this guy in Cincinnati that um, put like a tube on his stair rail. It was way longer. It was like maybe eight or so steps. And put a tube on it to, like, launch candy down the tube. And that's kind of fun for the kids. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, just put your bucket underneath and <laughs> Have a little bell at the bottom, like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so we're just getting into, you know, holiday or the fall season now. So I'm going to have to give it some more thought. But I definitely want to do something um, like that um, for the kids in my neighborhood. Not only that. The kids bypass my house every year. It's the weirdest thing. I can I'll watch my neighbor's house and kids will, he gets more kids than I do. We're literally directly across the street. Hmm. I've even had kids cut through my yard to go down my steps and not <laughs> stop. I'm like, I have candy. I don't go chasing the kids down or anything because I only buy candy that I want to eat. <laughs> Back in our day, we would... Every house. Every house. And if your friend said that house is giving away full-size candy bars, absolutely, (laughs) you would swap masks with your friends and go in a group. They won't notice. Absolutely. And, you know, stops at 8 o'clock or whatever, you know, it's 
five minutes later, we're still hitting the houses on the way home. Mm -hmm. And then my little trick was we would go home halfway and we dump out our candy bags because, you know, if I see a kid that's got like, you know, five pounds of candy, they're getting one piece of bubble gum. <laughs> but I see a kid that's got like four pieces of candy. Oh, that poor kid. Here's a whole bunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you that were was, gaming a long time ago. <laughs> well, I mean, for us, I stopped trick or treating pretty young. Um, I my friends growing up were older than me. And um, so I was actually the youngest in my group. Um, but we had someone like actually like shame me for trick or treating. And I'm like, the kids that I'm with are like six years older than me, but they, you know, said we were too old to go trick or treating. So I mm. didn't anymore. It was kind of, yeah. Looking. And then now I'll have six foot five kids showing up at my house. And I'm like, I know that's an adult in there, but I don't want to clean up toilet paper out of my pine tree. So here's a piece of candy. <laughs> cares if they're having fun yeah you know i give parents the candy too you come in a costume you want some candy yeah because i'm in a costume too (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah i really love halloween and like i would take my kids to malls to the zoo like it would be a day and i think that there was a point where they're just like mom can we just (laughs) stop well and and when we were growing up, we had like the recreation centers and they're still around, but they're not like they used to be, mm-hmm. you know, there's the, be the big community parties and it'd be packed with kids and, you know, those plastic masks and that you mm-hmm. couldn't see through and the, you know, <laughs> with the, the elastic that would fall off after an hour <laughs> <laughs> or those, you know, plastic costumes that ripped real easy, you know, heaven forbid you sit down and forget to hike it over your knee. <laughs> But, oh, and you know what I love? I love homemade costumes, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know, I have quite a few store-bought costumes. I've got um, the Disney Winnie the Pooh. I have a full-size Winnie the Pooh. Um, we have Eeyore, Tigger, and my granddaughter, uh, when she was younger, had two different piglet costumes. Mm. Um, so we already have those. Um, of course, I've got the Care Bear was my newest um, addition. And last year she had a Care Bear too. She's now grown out of it. Mm. Um, but we were little Care Bears. Okay. One of us was a little Care Bear. One of us was a large Care Bear. <laughs> um, but I just, but those are great. But just the homemade costumes. I love to do homemade costumes too. You know, you don't you don't have to spend a lot of money. Just, you know. Be funny, have a good time, you know, paint your face, act silly, be crazy. Okay, so last night I watched a baking show and it was a Halloween themed one. It was on the Food Network. And I thought of you. I'm not going to talk about the food. Well, I'm going to mention (laughs) a food. Okay. Um, So Carla Hall, um, she is a judge. She won... uh, uh, top. She didn't win Top Chef, but she was on Top Chef on Bravo, and she was a host on I a think, daytime. Okay, yeah. She's African American and like funny with glasses. Like, yes, yeah, okay. So funny. I didn't know what so, her last name was, but Carla. Yeah, she I do like is. Her. Yeah, <laughs> she is one of the judges on this um, Halloween themed baking show. 
on the Food Network. So she came out and her Halloween costume was a tough cookie. So hold on. This is you 100%. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so on her, she had this fake scar that was clearly fake. It was badly done. Uh-huh. A rose tattoo on her face. Uh, like a uh, pink lady's jacket with a cookie patch on it with uh-huh. a bite taken out. And like a tattoo patch on her sleeve. Tough cookie. Oh, I think I can do Cookie Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Cookie Monster with like, you know, a bandana and a leather jacket. Oh, I'm writing that down. Good one. Good one. Tough cookie, Daisy Dead. Yes. (laughs) When I thought of that, I'm like, oh, that's Barbara right there. That is. is I like it. We're going to have to, I can work with that. Yes. And that is easy homemade done. Absolutely. Easy. Like you wouldn't need a pink lady's jacket. I'm sure you've got a leather jacket that you could like put a, you know, cookie on somewhere. I don't know. Now I'm thinking I need to go to the fabric store and I'm going to look for some blue fuzzy material. I have a blue fur. You do? Oh my God. (laughs) I have a cookie monster fur coat already. You do. (laughs) All right. We need hair. I, okay. Okay. I think the costume has been set. Yay. <laughs> what is your costume going to be this I year? have no idea. Like I love, I love Halloween and I'm just not in it this year. It's sort of funky feeling. Maybe as the fall, you know, gets crisper, maybe I will. But I, as you just, see me get excited for my costume. Yeah. Maybe, I'll, maybe it'll start churning in me. I don't know. I don't know. I think you tend to like scary and Mm -hmm. scary movies. And um, I like suspenseful movies. I don't necessarily like scary movies. Um, But I like the comedy and the fun of Halloween. I like the goofiness, the silliness, the being someone you're not. And just being able to pretend. Mm -hmm. Permission to pretend. That's like the only day as adults. Where people don't look at me like I'm a nut job for the my silly antics. So that is my day of normalcy or my week of normalcy. You can kind of, yeah. uh, you know, drag that out for a good bit. But that's probably, yeah. Yeah. I, I can be myself and not be ridiculed as much. <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing with me more than at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just... I'm sure that the spark will happen. So maybe when I figure it out, we will have another conversation about it. I don't know. We can uh, film that for the future YouTube channel, Making Costumes. Making Costumes. (laughs) There we go. There we go. More content. (laughs) (laughs) So then immediately after that is the election and the tension over that and... Uh, and then Thanksgiving, which I don't know what's going to happen for Thanksgiving. I'm not traveling for Thanksgiving this year. And, uh, well, I have a cruise that I booked in January that's supposed to happen the week before Thanksgiving. They were talking about cruises on, on the news this morning about, you know, what they're going to be doing to bring them back. So it sounds like they're trying to bring them back. So you may be stuck actually going on your cruise. Well, I did see that, and they had to get COVID tests before going, 
and then while you were there. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I don't need this huge thing shoved up to my brain. I'm not, I'm not up for that. So I, one of, I talked to one of our residents today. We we're in property management and he is in the military mm-hmm. and he has gone back and forth to Europe a couple of times. He has to get a COVID test before he leaves. He has to get a COVID test when he gets to his, um, the next country. Every time he enters a country, they have to do another COVID test. And so I don't know how many he's had, but they, we, I joked that he is going to have a lobotomy by Q-tip by the time it's all done. Wow. Right. He's had multiples now. He's over it. Yeah. Luckily, I don't go anywhere right now. So. Yeah. My boat is apparently the only one that has not canceled, um, for carnival cruises yet. So I really hope that it is canceled. I'm sorry if anybody else is on that boat, but I kind of am not feeling it. And I also don't want to lose that money. Right. So I don't know. I am not. Even before COVID, I have never had the desire to go on a cruise. Um, I like having my feet planted firmly on earth, uh, not floating on water. and. Um, but then just the idea, you know, of being stuck in close quarters with so many people. And, you know, when this all happened, that's where the COVID was coming from, you know, is all of these cruise ships. And uh, yeah, so didn't want to go on them before. I am that COVID has not changed my mind any. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was about a safe place to travel alone. And I. Then after I booked it, there was like a whole bunch of stories about women getting raped on cruise ships. And ah! I'm like, what? I never heard that before. But it didn't happen on the love. It did not. <laughs> so it, for me, it's a place of solitude, um, but still being around people. Like I could choose to stay in my room and look out at the water or I could go up and on the sun deck and like really just be by myself and not have to talk to anybody if I chose not to. You're going to get stuck with someone close to you. That's like me that wants to come up and talk to strangers (laughs) all the time and see what kind of ridiculousness I can say to get a reaction. Well, that's cool for you, (laughs) but my trick is headphones. So... (laughs) I like to listen to audiobooks a lot, and sometimes they're not actually playing, and <laughs> I will just walk. <laughs> well, for people like you, luckily I'm animated and have <laughs> have hand gestures and movements as well. Ah, let me tell you about this man I saw the other day. So, as I've made it clear, I do things for comic value. I am I am like a cartoon in human form. And I was driving to the JOB one day last week, and there were men working on the railroad tracks that we have to go over. And so, you, of course, you have to slow down for the railroad tracks. And I saw the men standing behind the truck, but I couldn't really see them until I was directly next to them. And one of the guys, and he was easily mid-40s, was doing a dance 
And you could tell it was the kind of dance you do to entertain your friends, not because you're keeping a beat. And I instantly saw him and was like, that's me. <laughs> that is your guy. That's my guy. <laughs> so I gave them the biggest smile, gave him a two thumbs up. Of course, he laughed. All his friends laughed. But it wasn't, you know, it was a split second, you know, just all of a sudden he was there. I couldn't see him until I was right next to him and instantly was like, why didn't I stop? <laughs> That's the stranger to talk to. I know. And, you know, hello, are you, can I see your left hand, please? Um, then the, so it's only about two blocks um, mm -hmm. to the office at that point. And the entire way I'm like, I need to, I should have stopped. There was nobody behind me, but of course I didn't realize it. You know, I was in motion until it was too late. And then there was this whole self-dialogue about, you should probably turn back around because that might be your soulmate. And uh, we could dance, you know, badly in public <laughs> together. And uh, then they'll just think it's choreographed. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I debated all day whether, like, should I go back? So then yesterday when I was driving in, I saw people working on the tracks. I got excited at this point because maybe my man is going <laughs> to be there. No, it was a woman and a young kid. But I was prepared that day. So now I think I'm just going to keep traveling the track, <laughs> trying to find my dancing soulmate. <laughs> but I mean, here I am days later. He made me smile all day. I know it wasn't for my benefit at all, but I got the biggest kick out of it. And here I am still talking about this man that I saw for 10 seconds as I drove into work. Follow your gut, man. That first parking lot, you could have turned around into that place like, or even stopped there. You could have drove up in that parking lot. That's really close to the tracks. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it seemed really odd at that point to just turn around and be like, hey, how you doing? Um, and you're shy by odd things. Why? <laughs> when did that start? <laughs> now, had he been alone, maybe, you know. But, yeah, there was about five guys there. And um, believe me, I regret it now. <laughs> um, you know, hindsight is 2020. Um, but If it was meant to be, he, you will meet again. <laughs> we will meet again. And I'll just keep my eyes open now. Yes. And go really slow across railroad tracks. Maybe I'll even stop and open my door like I'm a bus. <laughs> oh, that just went into a whole weird place. Like, Get on board now. Oh, but that's I awesome. Had, I had decided with this whole dating thing, um, you know, getting back into the dating world, I have always been the aggressor. I have always made the first move and here I am single and I don't want to do that again. Um, yeah. So I just need to keep presenting myself to him so that, <laughs> <laughs> um, that he makes the first move. So I'll be driving them tracks. <laughs> <laughs> then maybe the guy at the suspension shop when I need to get <laughs> suspension work will be cute. <laughs> Whatever leads you there. <laughs> lead you there that is the best that is. is and I always you know I've not gone on to these dating sites previous to to now because I just felt them very fake not fake that's not the right word but 
forced or like, I just feel like it should be organic. It should just happen. If it's meant to be, it'll be, it's meant to be. And, you know, um, but now with COVID, there is no running into people. And when you do, you're masked up and you can't see anything. And um, so that was a very organic possible meeting that I just let slip through my fingers. Just for today. Just for Or just today. for that day. <laughs> You're going to be on the prowl now. <laughs> well, and then I got to thinking, because I always, you know, I'll have these dialogues with myself later. There was a girl on the tracks. I could have stopped and talked to a girl. Been like, all right, tell me about that guy with the close cropped white beard. Oh, white too, huh? Uh, now, you know, I'm not a fan of beards, but he's wearing a hard hat. So if the beard is white, you know, up top is too. Or maybe there's none there. That's okay too. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the sign up. So I don't think they were working on the tracks today. No, I didn't see anybody today. But, mm. you know, they've been working in the area for a while. So. There are a couple different crossings, and I need to. <laughs> <laughs> and one of our properties, I do have to go across the tracks, so maybe I'll just keep coming and going and zigzagging across the tracks until I find him. And then, you know, I'll talk to him. He'll be married and, you know, happily or something. Oh. And, but that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, too. Well, that is awesome. So what are the bright side of things today? It is fall, it y'all. Is fall. <laughs> You okay? You, you went from Valley Girl to y'all. Okay. Um, the bright side of things. We're just. It's fall. It's a new season. New beginnings. New beginnings. Chateau La Roche is awesome. Oh, so awesome. Um, yeah. New beginnings. Go for it. It's a new season. Try new things. It's the bright side. It is the bright side. Crack open your shell. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure my shell's been cracked. <laughs> My shell is cracked, <laughs> for sure. So that's it for this week. We will see you or hear you. You will, you will hear us. <laughs> but we'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. So email us at hello at brightsideofcrazy.com. Whatever app you're listening to, gives, give us five stars, please, please, please. So more people can discover us, talk about us in the best possible way so other people want to listen to us. Or just tell them you will not believe what these crazy chicks are talking about today. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page to check out the pictures of Chateau LaRoche that we will post because they are flipping amazing. Absolutely. Love them much. Yeah. So check us out. Tell us about your stuff. If you want to talk to us, we want guests. And it doesn't have to be for anything. If you just want to laugh with us, that is cool, too. What? They don't have to have a topic? No. It's like our whole show. I know. (laughs) (laughs) The show about nothing. I think Seinfeld made a great bank for that or a great living or a great, I don't even know what to call it. I mean, his whole career was based about the show about nothing. Right. Absolutely. And who, yeah. I mean, how many careers did it launch from that as well? Yeah. Or heightened because mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Absolutely. So like us, please. And thank you. And uh, come on back next week. Come on back, y'all. <laughs> Rose is country now. <laughs> country now. I was country before. <laughs> Going back to the roots. <laughs> so that's it for today. Bye. Bye.